720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. There's been a threat of a walkout among pharmacists at many different chains today. Walgreens, their spokesperson 25 minutes ago, said only two of their 9,000 stores have been affected. Garth Reynolds is with us, executive director of the Illinois Pharmacists Association. Garth, we had a conversation before, and after our Mm -hmm. conversation, so many people sent text messages in. So many people are affected by this, and most have empathy for pharmacists who are dealing with a staff that just doesn't seem to be at the number it should be in order to serve customers. That's an ongoing issue, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, with with what you're talking about, and good afternoon. Thank you for having having us on again. And um, what we're seeing is, you know, with pharmacy staff levels the way they are, they're putting more of a crunch on the staff to be able to provide a safe work environment to be able to deliver prescription and patient care effectively. I read a story about uh, a mix-up that obviously resulted in a lawsuit, but it was a mix-up between an IVF, someone trying to get pregnant, and a mistake was made, just a simple mistake, and it Mm -hmm. was the opposite of what it should have done, and it resulted in the loss of a baby. She she actually lost her baby, which I, I don't have the whole story right because IVF would indicate she was trying to get pregnant, but indeed she was pregnant. It was it was the most tragic story. Are we seeing more stories like that where mistakes are made because of the shortage of staff? I, I think shortage of staff, and as, as we discussed the last time, this isn't a recent issue. This has been an ongoing issue for a number of decades that has continued to escalate in concern. And unfortunately, we have issues that where shortage of staff have been a factor in uh, medication errors of all types, and unfortunately in some that have been serious enough to lead to a death. Um, but that doesn't excuse any of them whenever we need to be looking at systems, improving systems, of being able to properly staff pharmacies to provide those safe environments and making the business decisions to support those initiatives. And did most of this come about because of COVID, because now you can get your vaccine at your local pharmacy? Um, at one point, people were taking their tests to local pharmacies. Mm-hmm. Is has the the it, it's I wouldn't say it's a crisis yet, but it feels like it's getting close. Um, is that based on what has happened during and after COVID? COVID really helped expand the the more of the general public awareness of of an ongoing issue that we've had for a number of decades with not having pharmacies enough staff in pharmacies to be able to address the patient concern needs that we have had and in demand of our patients or what they want to receive from a pharmacist. And COVID showed that, you know, we gave 70% of vaccines and did a significant number of testing, as you stated, through pharmacies and have done that safely. Um, and in, in, and the biggest concern here as we go forward is business decisions, like we talked last time with CVS Caremark in particular, forcing patients because of their insurance to utilize their pharmacies, but then they're not properly staffing those pharmacies. That's not a good business practice when it comes to ensure patient safety. Garth, people hear this story about uh, workers walking off the job and, you know, they're national mm-hmm. chains for the most part. Um, you know, when we hear this, if you're in Glen Ellen or the South Side or wherever, how do you know if it's your store? Is there a way that we can find out whether we personally are impacted by this? 
Um, not that I have seen where we know that there's, you know, specific cross streets that store is um, um, not operational. And unless the chains have somehow identified that through ways of um, their communications to their patient base. Um, but what I would always recommend is not, you know, to everyone is making sure that you have a readable supply of your medication and reaching out a couple of days ahead of time before you need it but- and making sure that if that pharmacy might be one of concern. You know, there are other pharmacy options out there, including independent community pharmacies and, and other pharmacies, community pharmacies that can help take that take that um, uh, load off of the, the um, higher press chain pharmacy. But as you know, that the, the insurance companies aren't going to allow for a refill of a prescription a long time in advance. And a lot of times these prescriptions are vital mm-hmm. to people's lives. Are you worried that these sporadic walkouts without warning could actually be putting your patients at your your clients at risk. I think it, it, it could put uh, patient delays in obtaining medications. And one of the things that you know, especially if they use a chain pharmacy, so if you're using a uh, Osco pharmacy um, that might be you know have a walkout or a closure, then. Um, you know, you can go to another pharmacy in that same chain and they can transfer that prescription easily. Um, what becomes the issue is if you go to a Walgreens and that Walgreens is currently closed, but then you go over to the CVS, we have to have the access to that pharmacy, that original pharmacy, to be able to access your record of transfer. So then we got to call your doctor and that can cause an additional delay. Right. So, so, quest- so don't you- be afraid to utilize those, you know, those companies. If you have a, a location near you that's um, not affected by the walkouts in the same company, you can utilize that to transfer your prescriptions. But if my mom needs your heart medicine, I don't want her mm-hmm. driving all over the county trying to, and then waiting. You know, I'm just wondering if you've if you've taken that sort of the possible negative uh, repercussions into effect when you do these walkouts. I, I know that you know discussing with the groups and um, seeing some of the communications that are coming from the groups that are sponsoring and, and the, the walkouts, encouraging the walkouts. Um, that is that is one of the balances that they have to, and they recognize that you know yes, they're causing a, a temporary access issue, especially when they're trying to bring awareness to patient safety. So there there are some negative ramifications of, of these type of a walkouts. Tell me about micro-fulfillment centers. I understand they're opening more in attempt to fill automated prescriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, is that helping? I think overall, as we go forward as a long-term solution, I think using some of these central fill mechanisms like micro-dispensing can kind of help with alleviating some of the more chronic medications that are done on a normal month-to-month basis and taking that off-site so it's done and then those medications to be shipped into the pharmacy. But still, you still have to have staff to help sort those medications when they come in, appropriately assign them, you know, in, in storage, but then also making sure that that staff and the pharmacists there are free enough to be able to counsel and still provide the needed services for those medications. Yes, they've taken off the greater workload of preparing the prescription, but that still doesn't mean that it's a cost-saving measure for staff without making sure there's enough people there to handle um, service to the, the community. This is the second work stoppage this month. Of course, there is a walkout today at many of the pharmacies across the nation. No one really knows what kind of impact that has had yet. But there is a concern that momentum will build. Will this continue to build over the next few days? Or is this designed just to be a one-day work stoppage for some? 
From my understanding from the organizations that have been working with some of the pharmacists on this um, these walkouts, it's um, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday are the primary days. And no idea of when they will happen or where? No, unfortunately, it's, it's not to a point of, of identifying or announcing ahead of time that this location will be affected by the, um, by the walkouts. And Garth, anything else you want to share with our audience that would help protect them against, you know, finding themselves with, without a prescription other than making sure that you have the quantity you need at least a few days ahead of time? Right. Again, just remember there are additional options to, you know, providing care. Um, There's independent community pharmacies in all of our communities throughout Illinois that can help in the Chicagoland area that can help with um, being able to take care of your needs um, that aren't impacted by the walkouts. Um, And then also, you know, just reaching out to the companies that, you, you know, that you trade with, you know, whether it's Walgreens, CVS, or, or other major corporations to go, we want to see a level of change in making sure that my prescription, my family's prescription is being prepared safely. And especially the companies like CVS to go, stop forcing me to go to pharmacy your pharmacies if you cannot properly staff them. That's not a great business model, especially when it comes to mandated coverage through insurances. Again, these, these procedures are there to help their shareholders, not to help patients. Because Aetna and CVS are the same company, correct? Correct. That's correct. All right. That puts you in a bind if you have Aetna insurance. All right, Garth, thank you so much right. for joining us. You're welcome. Anytime. Garth Reynolds, Executive Director of the Illinois Pharmacists Association.